Welcome to the Sober and Happy Podcast, where we talk about all things recovery-related, how to navigate the challenges that we'll face along the way on our journey towards our best lives, and how we can go from living a life of simply just being sober to a life where we're both sober and happy. Today, we will discuss one of the biggest reasons I see in people who still struggle in recovery with either staying sober or being unable to live a life filled with joy and happiness. You often see people start their recovery with great enthusiasm. You'll hear people refer to this as the pink cloud. But for most people, this period of happiness wears off, and most people in recovery accept this as simply part of the process. The problem is most people do not survive the post-pink cloud stage. So is it possible to maintain enthusiasm, happiness, and joy years into our recovery journey? If so, how do we do that? Well, that is what we're going to dive into today. So buckle up. This is going to be a great episode. find that most people settle for surface level recovery and that they are reactionary to their feelings rather than being proactive. They do just enough to get by and then they look for outside things to lift them up and eventually they crash and burn. I know in my experience in the first five or so years of recovery, that is exactly what I was doing. Straight out of rehab and freshly introduced Alcoholics Anonymous, I was riding that pink cloud high. My newly sober life felt great. I was motivated. I was excited. And then slowly it began to wear off. I asked other people I knew in recovery and they said this is normal. So I just accepted it. However, as this post pink cloud part of my recovery continued, I found myself getting deeper and deeper into depression. And for me, relapse was not on the table as a good solution. So I started finding other things at work to boost my mood. I tried my first relationship in recovery and it felt amazing until it ended. And then I felt even worse. So then I dated again and I went through the same cycle. After the third time going through the same thing, I hit a low point in my recovery that I was not sure I was going to return from. Still not ready to go back to drinking, I tried everything else. Shopping, eating, exercising and losing weight, going on vacations, and working really hard at work and getting promotions. If there was an outside source of happiness I thought I could get, I chased after it. They all worked but only for a period of time. And with each attempt at finding happiness outside of myself and failing, I fell even deeper into a state of depression. I eventually got to the point of no longer trying to be happy. I was simply just trying to not feel depressed. If happiness is rated between 0 and 10, I simply just wanted to not be at 0. I found that I became the I-need-a-meeting guy. I still attended meetings regularly, but I found that I felt I needed a meeting more often as the years went on. When life wouldn't be going my way or if I was feeling down, I would show up to a meeting because I needed one. I would talk about my problems. People would throw some one day at a time or let go and let God's my way. I would temporarily feel better 
and then I would go on my way until the next time I felt I needed a meeting, and then I would repeat that process. One day it hit me. I was stuck in the same cycle as my addiction. It worked really good at first, but then the euphoric effect wore off, and I was simply trying to avoid that zero level of happiness. But instead of needing a drink when things got bad, I now needed a meeting. And when that didn't work, I sought out other things to try to fix how I felt. It was the same behavior as my addiction, but a different fix. Neither solution solved the actual problem of why it was necessary for me to use outside sources for moments of happiness. I never stopped to ask myself what was blocking me from living a life full of joy. I simply didn't want to feel how I felt at the moment, and I started looking for something to numb that feeling. I was stuck in a quick-fix mentality, which is never sustainable. Because as I learned, once a meeting fix doesn't work, and I was sitting at home after the meeting still feeling bad, I would look for something else to try to make me feel better. Think of how many of us use caffeine, myself included here. You wake up in the morning feeling a little groggy, So I reached for a cup of coffee, which works until post-lunch when we are feeling tired again. So maybe we grab a Diet Coke and that might get us through the rest of the workday. However, as our caffeine tolerance grows, just one cup in the morning is not cutting it anymore. So now we're at two cups. And one day we're feeling really tired after eating lunch and that Diet Coke won't cut it. So we switch to an energy drink. That is the same pattern that I see with most people that struggle with recovery. We find something that makes us feel okay about being sober, and we do that every time we feel down. Then it starts being less effective, and eventually we need something stronger, until all the solutions that are not alcohol stop working, and eventually we relapse. So how do we break this pattern? Let's go back to the caffeine analogy. At no point in that cycle did we try to figure out why we were tired all the time. We just kept looking for a fix. Are we sleeping enough? If not, what is affecting the amount and quality of sleep we are getting? Are we eating a heavy lunch that is going to make us tired? To actually fix the problem, we must look at the source of the problem. And we must do the same thing in recovery. Many of us drank to not feel the accumulated negative emotions we picked up along life until this point. So we've created a pattern of looking for band-aid solutions for deep wounds that are not healed by simply covering them up. I read a great story about cows and buffaloes and how they react to storms. The way cows react to storms is very natural. They sense a storm coming in and they begin to run from it. The only problem is cows are not very fast and the storm catches up with them pretty quickly. They don't know any better, so they continue to try to outrun the storm. But instead of outrunning the storm, they actually run right along with the storm, which ends up maximizing the amount of time, pain, and frustration they experience from that storm. We do the same thing all the time. We try to avoid the challenges in life we have experienced and all the emotions that come with them. But by trying to run to avoid it, just like the cows, we are maximizing the amount of time, pain, and frustration that we spend in that place of pain. What buffalo do instead is very amazing. As soon as they see the storm, they turn and they charge right into it. 
By running directly into the storm, they run right through it, which minimizes the amount of time spent in the storm. This is the same exact storm, but by trying to run from it instead of through it, we never avoid it. We simply increase the amount of time we suffer from the storm. In life, we don't have a choice on what storms we're going to face. However, we do have the choice of whether we react like the cow or the buffalo. So if you want long-term, sustained, happy recovery, you must identify your storms and work through them. My therapist always tells me, the only way is through and not around. It wasn't until I embraced that fact of life that I began healing those deep wounds and discovering my true self, and only then did I discover true happiness and joy with no outside stimulations required. We must break out of the cycle of avoidance. I know it is a very scary thought to face what is holding us back. There's never going to be an absence of fear when facing a difficult task like this. But sometimes the only option is to punch fear in the face and do it anyway. To do this, you need to commit to your new life and do what it will take to achieve this. No more dabbling in recovery. You need to have a completion mindset. Recovery isn't a book you buy, read the first chapter, and then set it on your nightstand to collect dust. This is your life. This is your destiny. You're going to get out of it exactly what you put into it, but if you have a retreative mindset, you'll never avoid the storm. You just simply will get exhausted trying to run from it. To face any difficult task, strong reasons must come first, then processes come second. If your reason is strong enough, you'll keep looking for solutions until you find something that works. If your why is strong enough, you'll run through those quitting points that have stalled you in the past. You should have a why that you feel, one that elicits deep emotions, one that makes you cry when you imagine your new life sober. If you've not connected with your why, I suggest listening to episode two of my podcast where I discuss that in detail. Once you have your why nailed down and discovered the storms that you've been trying to avoid, the only thing left is to run into them. Since I know many of these storms may be deep and tragic traumas, this is not something that should be done without help. I am a huge fan of finding a good therapist to help you through this process because I know how much that has helped me. I know not everyone may have the resources for regular therapy, but if you're saying to yourself, I can't afford therapy. I would ask yourself if that is just another excuse for avoiding the storm. Most people I've worked with found that by cutting out some unnecessary expenses like going out to eat often, buying things they didn't need, or brewing their own coffee instead of the daily Starbucks fix, they are able to afford to invest in their healing instead. But I do understand that for many people, therapy simply is not in their already tight budget. If that is the case for you, you could still seek out free or more budget-friendly resources. Maybe you have a friend or a family member that is really good at helping with things like this. Look in your area for support groups that deal with whatever you are healing from. Look for online support groups if there are none in your area that you could go to. Start researching methods of healing and start implementing the things you find to see if they are effective. Whatever you do, though, 
don't procrastinate your purpose for life away. Your time for healing is now. And I promise you, on the other side of that storm you've been running from is where the sun shines through. That is where you'll find your happiness. That is where you'll find your peace. And that is where you will discover pure joy. I hope you have found this episode helpful. If you have, all I ask is that you share it with one other person that you think it will also help. New episodes come out each Friday, so I look forward to connecting with you next week. And as always, thank you so much for listening. Keep living sober and happy.